podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Prince Harry, Meghan Markle. Let's talk about them. Let's see what they're up to. Yeah, because the last time we checked, they're just hanging out in Montecito. Yeah, doing rich people stuff yeah. in Montecito. But um, Harry and Meghan, as everyone knows, they quit their roles as senior royals in 2020. They left the UK. They eventually settled in Montecito, California. A lot has happened since then. They dragged the royal family in that Oprah interview. They had another child named Lilibet. Harry's grandfather died. There were many, many stories about the drama in the royal family, specifically Harry and his brother William. Harry has been back to the UK a couple of times since they left. Once for his grandfather's funeral Mm -hmm. and another time uh, they were doing like a statue of his mother princess yeah unveiling unveiling, yeah he and william were there megan has not been back no she has not darkened their door no but she went back for a second for a quick second but a weekend trip not even like in and out and um they went alone so they visited the queen and they went alone they didn't bring their kids because harry and megan have also been trying to get police protection in the uk when they're in the uk and they don't get that because they're no longer senior royals they're no longer working royals Mm -hmm. so harry has filed a petition to try to get police protection Because he says that regular security isn't going to cut it for them. They need police protection. And he said they want to pay for it. So they don't want the taxpayers to pay for it. But so they're fighting with the British government over that. Yeah. And I feel like I that's just that's truly an argument that maybe my brain is too small or soft or wrinkle free to understand. But I don't understand why they just won't let them pay for it. Just let them buy some security for like a weekend. Listen, Allison, why don't you put in right in the, uh, you know, the suggestion box at the British <laughs> government and put that in. Why won't you just let just, Harry and Meghan pay the police? Just let just them pay for it. What's, what's your problem? Signed, Allison, from the colonies. So the, the, that's why they didn't bring their children to the UK. I'm assuming. But um, so the uh, the Invictus Games is happening right now in the Netherlands. And the Invictus Games is something that Harry founded mm-hmm. uh, years ago in 2014. The Invictus Games is a week-long sporting event where wounded and injured servicemen and women compete. Uh, Megan decided to join Harry at this year's Invictus Games. And on the way to the Netherlands, they made a little secret stop in England to see Harry's Mima, the Queen. Like I said, it was Meghan's first time in England since she quit being a senior royal. Awkward. And like I said, they didn't bring their kids. But I mean, I I mean, listen, I'm not Harry and I'm not Meghan. But I feel like they, like there hasn't really been any pictures of them except for at the Invictus Games. They probably could have, I don't know, maybe brought them over in like Halloween costumes or something. What, pictures in England? Yeah. Oh, well, they were, they were, it was secret. It was on the hush, Allison. So yeah. Rep- 
reporters say that they the meeting with the queen was only 15 minutes long. That's short. Michael, that's not even enough for lunch. No, it's enough for like a couple sips of tea. And it's like two a, hugs. And a nibble, nibble of a crumpet. That's that's about it. Yeah, not it the quick. Not the whole crumpet. No. They also did uh they also showed up at like the Thursday church service before Easter. They mm-hmm. did do that. And then they visited with the Queen. They visited with Prince Charles and Camilla. They did not see William and Kate, surprisingly. William and Kate are were on a ski trip anyways. Coincidence? I think yeah. not. Mm-hmm. They just so happen. They're like rushing out of uh, Kensington Palace with like their arms filled with ski equipment. Going, oh, quick, somebody get us a uh, car to the airport. We're going on a ski trip. Yeah, Duchess K is like furiously searching the Travelocity app for last minute deals. Yeah. In the Swiss Alps. <laughs> they apparently, the queen, the meeting like was quick. They all, they Harry did talk about it. He said that they talked about the Invictus Games and the Queen is Team UK. Yeah. So I'm not sure what else they talked about. <laughs> yeah, and for 15 minutes, that's like how much time do you spend talking about the weather? Five minutes. There's yeah, five that's minutes a good gone. five minutes. Well, five minutes is like, hello, how are you doing? A little catch up. Another yeah. five minutes for the weather. That's ten minutes right there. And then five minutes for the Invictus Games. And then because everyone on the planet Earth is legally obligated to talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Mm -hmm. Oscars and to talk about it over and over and over and over and over again, that's what they probably talked about in the last five minutes. And the Queen is probably Team Will. Mm, I don't know. Until I hear it from Harry's mouth, I I don't know if I can pass. I don't know if I can uh, make judgment on whether she's Team Will or Team Chris Rock. Yeah, we'll hear about that in the Daily Mail. Yeah. Next. <laughs> That's the next thing. Next week, I'm sure. But um, Daisy McAndrew, royal reporter for NBC News, she said again they were there for 15 minutes at the Queen's apartment at Windsor Palace, which is the Queen's full-time home now. That's it. I mean, Michael, that's not even enough time for them to say goodbye. They were probably talking about, yeah, okay, you're right. Hello's the weather, uh, Invictus Games, Will Smith slap, and then... They didn't even have time to say goodbye. All of a sudden, Harry, like, blinks and the queen is whisked away in her golf cart. And he's like, okay, I get nice seeing you, Grandma. I'll see you next time I'm here. I'm sure she also gave him a card, some kind of card with a five-pound bill in it. Because all grandmas have to do that. Oh, especially at Easter time, too. Yeah, so that's what they did. It's it's a card. It's got a bunny on the outside. It says, some bunny loves you on the inside. It's like, some bunny who loves you is your grandmother, the the queen. Here's your five-pound note. And there's also a report from Us Weekly by a royal author named Tom Quinn who claims that when Prince Charles becomes king, he's open to Harry and Meghan working part-time as royals and that they're interested in that because that's what they've always wanted. So that's what... Megan and Harry are up to. Right. What does a part-time royal look like to you? I don't even know what a full-time royal. To me, they are part-time. What? What? That's not a full-time job they do. To me, that's a part part-time job. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a full-time job to begin with. It's like light duties. It's like going to the Invictus Games, I guess. Yeah, and Charles thinks that the monarchy is going to exist after the Queen dies. Like Charles, that is some hopeful thinking do not buy any green bananas for yeah, your, be- <laughs> for yeah, your because, kitchen because it's not gonna happen 
I think the people love the queen because she's been the queen for so long. But when Charles comes in, they're going to... Yeah, I don't see them bowing down to him. I don't think so. I mean, it just feels... It just feels weird. It It's kind of like, oh, okay, so I guess your son's doing this job now. And, like, he's not doing it for a long time because he's old, too. Like, Charles is in his 70s. Yeah, nobody likes him. Yeah, no one really likes him that much. He's not that charismatic. He's going to have the job for how long? 10 years? 15 years? Yeah. He should just... We're not attached to him. He wants the support and love of the people. Just hand the crown over to Dolly Parton and move on. He should do that. Plus, I'd like to see the Netflix series, the spinoff. The wig. The crown, colon, (laughs) Dolly Parton, the wig. (laughs) And also the Queen's Platinum Jubilee is coming up. She's celebrating her 70 years on the throne. That's in June. And some think that Harry and Meghan will be a part of it. There, I, I heard that they're there to light off the fireworks. They got their pyrotechnics license, so they're going to do the fireworks for it. <laughs> Watch out, Harry. <laughs> Safety first. Don't burn off your eyebrows. Okay, so now let's get into the Magic Mike drama, which <laughs> is very random. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> of, all the, of all the onset dramas that we could have brought up, I don't think any of us were expecting the words magic and or Mike to be involved in it. No, I, but there is magic Mike drama. So they're currently shooting the third and they tell us final Magic Mike movie called Magic Mike's Last Dance. It's currently shooting in London. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh, who directed the first one. There's not a lot of info about it. We know that Channing Tatum is back as Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. He's also a producer on the movie. Um, Tandiwe Newton, mm-hmm. she was the female lead. Emphasis on um, was. Mm-hmm. Oh, and FYI, Tan, uh, Way used to go by Tandy Newton, FYI, because she says it was easier for people to spell, but she's done with that, and now she's going by her real name, Way Newton. Yes. So she was the female lead, but she left the movie during filming and was replaced by Sama Hayek. The reason we were given was that Tendiwe left the movie for personal reasons. And she isn't really talking about it, neither is um, Channing. But the British tabloids are. And The Sun claims that she was fired after she and Channing got into a loud, messy fight about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. This is the slap that... It won't die. And also now it's tearing people apart still. More importantly, it's tearing the next Magic Mike movie apart. Yeah. And the only thing that should be torn apart in that movie is when somebody tears off a shirt. Yeah. Or some pants, some tearaway pants to reveal some super tight, preferably white spandex chonies. That's the only thing that should be tearing apart in the Magic Mike world. But it's apparently tearing the cast apart. They apparently yeah. <laughs> thought about it. It's things have it's gone too far now with talk about the slap. But um, another source claims that uh, Tendiway was also acting like a diva on set. A rep for the movie denies the fight, and so does Tendiway's rep, only saying that she left over personal reasons. There was also a story from page six that claims that Tendiway has been going through it after splitting from All Parker. Mm-hmm. who is her husband of 24 years and father of her three children, and that she's dealing with a lot and is heading into a treatment center. Her agent is also apparently concerned. And again, none of this has been confirmed. 
and it could just be Channing Tatum. I mean, sources yeah. talking shit. <laughs> I I know, yeah, and also it's the British press, right? So it's like I feel like they really they love a they love a story about a a row is what they would a say. A row and also a row about a timely event. Although the slap happened like a month ago. It's not that timely. I mean, I think it takes a little while to get over to England. It's a long flight. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so it's not it's not very quick. It, it'll get there eventually. It, it did get there eventually. <laughs> also, Michael, yeah. the, imagine... Okay, first of all, if Tandiwe, obviously... If she's, like, going through it because of her divorce, like, that sucks. Obviously, that's the kind of thing that can take the most mentalist of tolls on people. And... It just, it sucks and it's like terrible. And yeah, people will reach a breaking point when they're going through a split like that. But if this situation is about getting into a fight over the slap, what a way to go. And also, I need to know what side people were on during this fight. Yeah, we don't know that. If I had to guess, I would say that Tendiway is Team Will. Okay. And Channing is Team Chris. Uh, we, we don't know. We don't know, but that's good speculation. Also, I feel like Channing Tatum can't... This is going to be a terrible lead-up to a joke, okay? That I'm making up on the spot, so it's probably not even going to work. I feel like Channing Tatum shouldn't get involved in a, uh, a debate about slapping cheeks because the only thing he should be focusing on is clapping his cheeks when he works on that stripper stage that's the other thing and i'm gonna piggyback <laughs> off your joke okay good <laughs> that's the other see i okay i think that tandy way and channing they just didn't get along but some sources coming in adding the slap to it i don't think that's what i think they just there's probably didn't get yeah along. there was probably yeah. way more disagreements before that and the slap is like a drop in the bucket because sometimes people just don't get along like i'm sure you've probably worked at places where you've had coworkers. Where it doesn't matter what they do, it irritates the shit out of you, and you, like, legitimately don't like them. And anything they say, they could say the sky is blue, and you'd be like, you're wrong, it's purple. Like, you just, like, feel like fighting with them, and maybe that was the situation with them, was they just, like, did not get along. Someone brought up the slap, and it just escalated. (laughs) Who knows? But to piggyback back onto your joke, to continue with that. Yes. Like, with the whole he needs to be clapping cheeks. Yes. Maybe... Tendiwe left because she realized that she's in a Magic Mike movie and she's in a Magic Mike movie and there's obviously some kind of plot and that's not what a Magic Mike movie should be. We don't want plot. All we want is like hot, almost naked men thrusting, you know, their crotches while pouring baby oil on their cum gutters and fucking the stage. We don't want plot. And so maybe she was like, wait, no, this is not right. The Magic Mike movie should not be plot. I'm against this. I'm going to, um, you know, leave for creative differences. I'm going to keep my artistic integrity intact and leave this because this is not what a Magic Mike movie should be. So that's what I'm going with. That she, yeah, she realized there need to be more clapping cheeks. I can already predict she, like, I could picture it in my mind. Tendiwe goes into Steven Soderbergh's uh, trailer and she shuts the door and, like, very calmly she says, listen, the name of the movie is Magic Mike's Last Dance. The fact that we're adding Last Dance onto that, it uh, it predicates that there's some type of uh, story about this being the final dance or a dance or we don't need this. 
there's already too much going on. Just just put Magic Mike uh, and then like three butt cheeks. We know that it's the third one, but I have to bow out respectfully. Too many words. The script is too big. The script should be like two pages long. It shouldn't be any script. It should just be say Magic Mike and his hot friends fuck the stage for two hours straight. That's it. That's all we want. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's not even a script. It's just like a stack of gray sweatpants that Steven Soderbergh just tosses at the at Channing Tatum and, you know, Joe Mangiello. And he's like, this is all you need. Take your inspiration from here. Do what you need to do. I'm going to say uh, action and cut and just, you know, work within those parameters. Yeah, and it is all we need. So let's end this part of the show with a story about a man who was awarded $450,000 from his old company after he sued them because he suffered he suffers from an anxiety disorder and he had an anxiety attack during an office birthday party that they threw for him and this birthday party he specifically asked told them not to throw him a birthday party because it will trigger his anxiety yeah. <laughs> so he ended up suing his, he ended up getting fired. And so he ended up suing them. He got $450,000. So it serves them right. Absolutely. To be fair, I know that he didn't want a birthday party. I get it. But $450,000 is a pretty okay birthday present. Oh, he deserved more. To, listen to the story. To me, he deserved a lot more. So here's the story. So a 29-year-old man named Kevin Burling, he worked as a lab technician at a lab called Gravity Diagnostics in Covington, Kentucky. The company throws office birthday parties at lunchtime for employees. So remind me to never apply for a job at Gravity Diagnostics. And remind me to definitely update my LinkedIn uh, with a note that says, I am open to all possibilities at Gravity Diagnostics because I love birthday cake. So back in August 2019, Kevin told the office manager that he didn't want them to throw him a party because of his anxiety disorder and that birthday parties are triggering for him since they remind him of his parents' divorce. So Kevin claims that they made fun of him for it and gave him a hard time and said that he was stealing his co-worker's joy by not agreeing to have one. Oh my God, grow up. (laughs) Not to channel Joy Bayer, but like, grow up. That is stealing your joy. Get a life. <laughs> the manager claimed that they forgot about Kevin's request mm-hmm. and threw the party anyway. So Kevin had a panic attack and he left the party and hid out in his car for an hour for his lunch break. The next day, they held a meeting with him about his behavior and he had another panic attack. A week later, he was fired. And the reason was that they were afraid he'd become really angry and violent. And Kevin was fired before the pandemic. And during the pandemic, the company, it's a lab testing Mm -hmm. company, grew a lot and employees were given 300% raises. Whoa. So the New York Post says that Kevin sued them for wages he lost Mm -hmm. over them firing him for his panic attacks. And he said that he'd never get violent during an attack. But the company claimed that he got threatening with a female supervisor after the birthday party. But the 12-person jury ruled in his favor. They gave him $120,000 in lost wages, $30,000 in future wages, and $300,000 for past 
present and future mental pain and suffering, mental anguish, embarrassment, humiliation, mortification, and loss of self-esteem. And a rep for the company says that they're looking into appealing. Well, good luck with them appealing because I feel like he's still going to (laughs) win. Like this is a pretty open and shut case. He specifically said, please do not give me a birthday party. I hate birthday parties. I am not a birthday party person. In fact, it's not even that I'm not a birthday party person. They're very triggering. I will have a panic attack. And they're like, "Uh, I don't think he means that. Let's throw him a birthday party anyway. Yeah, let's see him have that panic attack he speaks of. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's faker, like he said, he told him, I suffer from an anxiety disorder. Throw me a birthday party and I'm going to have an anxiety attack. And what did they do? <laughs> throw him a birthday party. <laughs> and not only that, but after he has, after they throw him a birthday party and he obviously doesn't like it and goes off to his car to mm-hmm. be alone, they call a meeting. I know. Like, a meeting. I know. Come in and talk to, you ran away from a group of people focused on you. Why not come to a meeting with a group of people yeah. where you're the focus? Yeah, and now instead of the people being joyful, they are very mad at you and very insulted. And they're going to definitely take this out on you. But you need to come to this meeting. Also, the only meeting they should have been having is one person in a room being like, we are really, really sorry. We uh, gambled and lost. And you obviously hated this birthday party. So please don't go to HR about this. We're really, really sorry. Take the rest of the week off. Come back when you feel comfortable. We've thrown out the cake. We've thrown out the balloons. There's no party yet. Well, never mentioned it again. He ran away. He didn't like it. Say, okay, that was a bust. Yeah. And then <laughs> firing him over it. Also, oh, we were afraid he was going to get violent. Oh, because he probably raised his voice. I would raise my voice too if I told people, don't throw me a birthday party. And then they threw one. My voice would not be calm. I wouldn't be saying, oh, wow, it's so crazy that you guys forgot that I didn't want a birthday party. I'd be like, what is wrong with all of you people? I didn't want this. There's a clown. You got a clown for the day. I didn't want this either. There's small sandwiches. <laughs> Streamers, I don't like any of this. I mean, I don't suffer from an anxiety disorder, but just thinking about being the focus of an office birthday party gives me anxiety. And I I mean, that's why I either, when I've worked in an office, mm-hmm. I've either taken the day off mm-hmm. or make a doctor's appointment or something like avoid that and i think one time i worked for a company for a while and i left and they threw me like a goodbye party Mm. and that was fine because it wasn't too many employees it was like five or six that's okay that's doable but i'm still like these people were forced to spend their lunch hour like making small talk with me when they would probably rather be eating their desk while looking at eating at their desk while looking at Amazon or like at Panera. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't like that shit either. You like an office birthday party. Aren't you? I sort of, I do, but I can also, it's funny because I do suffer from an anxiety disorder and I still kind of liked throw, like I was an office manager, so I always threw the birthday parties for people, but I would combine people's birthdays into one month. So I would look at how many birthdays there were, let's say in May, be like, oh, there's four. Okay. So then one day I would just make cupcakes and be like, okay, well, this is in honor of a couple people's birthdays. I'm going to send around a card. You can sign it if you want to. You know, that's it. I'm going to order pizza. But like there was no singing happy birthday. There was none of that bullshit because I do know that there was people in my office that really didn't want the focus on them. So I kept it as low key as possible. There was never a name written on a cake or a cupcake. 
It was just like, look, I've made some food. If you want to have a free lunch, you can have a free lunch. If you like the well, person whose birthday if, it is, give them a hug if you feel and so And if compelled. I was an employee, I'd be like, Allison, you're telling everyone it's my birthday. Yeah. So now they're going to come up to me and be like, <laughs> happy birthday. It was kind of an antisocial. Decorate my cubicle and shit. Oh my God. You see, this is sort of an antisocial office. So there was none of that. There's never balloons. There was never like singing or centering people out. It was always very like, if anything, the energy was super low. Like I would come in on my birthday and be like, it's my birthday. And they're like, yes, congratulations. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself a cake now. I like celebrating other people's birthdays. Yeah. Because, you know, you sometimes get free pizza. Yes. And free cake. But the price you have to pay is making small talk with your coworkers. Like, you have to rush eat that pizza and that cake. Oh, yeah. So you can go back to your cubicle. Or you can pretend like, oh, listen, I'm I'm on a deadline right now. So I got to take this pizza back to my desk. Yeah. And then the deadline is whatever, Twitter. You don't have a (laughs) deadline. Or what I'm also afraid of is like, if someone threw me an office birthday party, is. It'd be a Kirk Cameron situation and I'd walk in and there'd be like a sandwich and two people who really do not want to be there. But that's probably like just a natural reaction to Kirk Cameron. Yeah, but I think that's specific to him and him alone. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Michael, I have to ask you, there are lots of celebrity rumors and urban legends and... I'm sure that you're familiar with most of them because you're a very intelligent person and your your brain your brain holds space for that kind of information. <laughs> but with that being said, were you aware of a rumor from t- 2004 that Scarlett Johansson and Benicio del Toro hooked up in an elevator at the Chateau Marmont after the Oscars? Yes. You I were. That. Yeah. Okay. This news was this news was shocking to me. I'd never heard this. Oh, really? Before. Yeah, that's no. that's an old one. Okay, you heard it like when it happened. Yeah, wild. Okay, I had no idea, but apparently you and plenty of people knew of this rumor that Scarlett Johansson and Benicio del Toro got together in an elevator after the Oscars. You know, as one does at the Chateau Marmont, as one does. So, eighteen years after the fact, Scarlett Johansson appeared on a podcast. And she said that it never happened. And that it's like a completely bullshit rumor. So she didn't mention Benicio by name, but she addressed the rumor itself. And she said, there was a rumor that went around for a very long time. Yeah, 18 years. That said that I had sex in an elevator. That was a story that followed me a long time, but I always thought that was outrageous. I was always thinking to myself, that would be tough. It's a very short period. The logistics of that seem so unappealing to me. I'm a person who's terrified of being caught doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. So that made the story even even that much more absurd to me. So myth busted. Yeah, she's denied it before. And Benicio sort of kind of denied it. He only said something... Like the Chateau Marmont's elevator only goes eight floors. Okay. So you'd have to fuck quick. Yeah, I mean eight floors. That's like a that's like a medical building. It's a low rise medical building. That's yeah, nothing. You, you could stick the tip in probably, and then that's about it. Barely. I mean, could you even could you even unzip pants in that time? Yeah, maybe it would help if you were already pantless and already lubed up when you got into the elevator. If you're already pantless. Fully naked. And, and looped up. I mean, I believe that... I believe ScarJo. 
that, you know, it didn't happen. But I'm sure he's fucked someone in that elevator. He was a hoe back then, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, if that was me, I'm happy that Scarlett Johansson, like, feels confident enough to deny this rumor. Like, obviously, it's something she doesn't want people to believe. But if it was me, me actually me, I'd be like, okay, if that's what you would like to believe. Because that was Benicio Del Toro, 2004. It's like the height of his hotness. I'd be like... I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to confirm it. But if I am flattered that you would believe that that had happened to me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't deny it now. I wouldn't deny it if it was a Hojo's elevator, a Hojo's stairwell, abandoned Hojo's stairwell today. I wouldn't deny it. <laughs> also, I feel like if it was both you or me, Benicio de Toro would still come out and be like, I strongly deny this. This rumor is not true. Okay, so Cardi B had a baby. She had her second baby back in September, which is seven months ago that's a long time ago and so we be until now we had no idea what she named that baby so cardi b and offset from migos they already have one child it's a three-year-old that they named culture kiari cephas and so after she gave birth to her son in september nobody had any idea there was like no rumors about what she named her son nothing so she like recently did an interview with essence magazine she finally revealed that Drum roll, please, after seven months. Her son's name is Wave Set Cephas. And she said that she wanted to wait a while to reveal his name because she said that, like, she got a ton of shit when they revealed Culture's name, like, hateful messages on social media. She didn't want to relive that again, so she wanted to wait as long as possible. Waves Set. How could they name him Waves Set when Onset is right there? Onset? Yeah, because his father's name is Offset. Why didn't they name him Onset? They were I mean, named him Wave Set. Onset works. That Maybe makes they... more sense to me than Wave Set. He's named after a hairstyle, a hair yeah. um, process. At least they didn't name him Roller Roller Set. <laughs> roller Set. Heat Set. Yeah. No heat set. <laughs> it's healthier for your hair. No heat setting. To me, it sounds like a who's on first routine, like especially for a baby. Because with a baby, yeah. you're always saying stuff like, wave bye-bye. And they're like, no, wave bye-bye. No, wave bye-bye. <laughs> I'm sure it's not as confusing in their home. <laughs> okay, also speaking of baby names. Darren Chris from Glee or, you know, American Crime Story, Gianni Versace. Um, and what else is Darren Chris from? Broadway. Music, music in general, Broadway. Yeah, exactly. That Harry Potter YouTube musical. I think that's how he got famous. What? Well, I know how I'm spending the rest of my week is don't <laughs> watching clips of that. <laughs> All right. So Darren Chris is married to his wife Mia Swire. They had their first baby, and they didn't wait seven months to reveal their baby's name. They revealed that they decided to name their baby Bluesy Bell. Chris. Allison, would you rather be named Bluesy Bell or Waves Set? Okay. I think that Waves Set is the better name. Like, I think that that's like, uh, that's more of a name to me is Wave. Like, if you named a kid Wave, I accept that. That's not what I would rather be named. I'd rather be named Bluesy Bell Chris because that sounds like if Reba McIntyre had a, uh, like an alternative persona that was like a little bit sassier. That's what I think she would name herself as Bluesy Bell. So I would pick that one. What would you what would you rather have written? Waves hands down. 
Bluesy Belle, that's ugh, that's a field day for bullies. They call me blue balls day and night. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, waves for you. 100%. And in other baby news, Chris Brown, so he welcomed his third. I don't know, welcomed is a word because I don't know if that child <laughs> greeted, <laughs> greeted Chris Brown as in Father Chris Brown. But he named his child Lovely Symphony. I, Michael, I love that name. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying that because I do not love Chris Brown. But Lovely Symphony, it sounds like the name that like um like an elderly uh choir director yeah. names their dog. <laughs> they adopt like a beautiful poodle and they're like Lovely Symphony. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so speaking of uh you know, the circle of life from babies from cradle to the grave, if you will. Uh, I mean, nobody's dead. That was a terrible way of setting up this next one. But Al Pacino's 81 years old. He's old. I think we can objectively say that 81 years old is an old, older in age. But he's he's dating like, you know, there's there's no tomorrow. Live, love, laugh. And so he currently has a girlfriend right now. Her name is Noor Alfala. And she's 28 years old. So they started dating during the pandemic. And... um. You might think that Noor Alfala is maybe a gold digger because the years 81 and 28 would, I don't know, that would trigger something in me. But she's apparently very rich. She comes from a very wealthy family. And she kind of exclusively dates old people. So she dated Mick Jagger. She dated a 60-year-old billionaire named Nicholas uh, Bergruen. And she, at one point in time, dated Clint Eastwood, who is currently 91 years old. Yeah, so she loves the scent of musty balls. She loves it. Well, Musty I mean, peepaw balls. The fact that she's rich, so she's not doing it for the money. She's doing it for the musty balls. Yeah. Would you Would you get with 81-year-old Al Pacino hmm. at 28? Well, you know, yes. Because I think that he is a very good actor. He is very rich, so I'm also into that. And um, he's... Uh, he, I would say he's like a fountain of quotes. I mean, I'm just hoping he says like hua over and over again. I would do it for a while. Yeah, that's the only way I, w- I would date him is if he said hua every time he jizzed. Th- and he probably does. Yeah, and like Michael, I assume that might get tiring after a while. Like you might get bored with it. So you can ask him to like, I don't know, switch it up and say like, say hello to my little friend. And, you know, like there's there's a lot you can work with, I think. So yeah. congratulations to them, to yeah. those two lovers. But Leonardo DiCaprio is probably grossed out that he's da- that Al Pacino's dating a 28-year-old. He's like, oh, a so- 28-year-old? You're a grandma fucker, Al. <laughs> he's like, so old. Disgusting. It's like, does she have an AARP card in her wallet? Disgusting. Okay, I have a question for you, Michael. When Noor and Al Pacino, if they don't make it to the altar, like if they don't get married, who do you think the next person she would date is? Larry King. Uh, I mean, he's dead. So, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't think that would stop her. I think Who do you think it. she's going to date? date <laughs> I think you could date ghosts. Robert De Niro. And he's like a little bit younger. So that's kind of dating against type for her. But I think it'll work. Yeah, she'll be cradle robbing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, last but not least, Rihanna's pregnant. We know this. She's having a baby. She's like in her third trimester. And if there's anything that you know, Michael, about Rihanna... Except for the fact that she's a singer and that she has a makeup line and she has an underwear line. And a panty what, line. And a panty line. And a shoe line. Um, what do you know about Rihanna? She's from Barbados. Okay. 
uh, aside from Barbados. She starred in, um, what was that fucking Battleship? Battleship. Okay, yes. <laughs> aside from Battleship. But she loves weed. Rihanna likes to smoke weed. But she can't, she can't smoke weed now that she's pregnant. Or at least we learn that she's not smoking weed right now that she's pregnant she spoke to vogue and she said that one of the things she was really scared of when she got pregnant was she was worried about pregnancy mood swings and she said i was bracing myself for something insane because i knew i wouldn't have my usual coping mechanism i can't just go and smoke a joint right now so we also learned not only did she give up weed that weed is also her coping mechanism for many stresses in her life you can't smoke weed while pregnant no you can't Okay, remind me to never get into one of those situations then. Because that, that's a deal breaker. That brings us to the end of this show. It was a quick one. We're in and out, like Harry and Meghan visiting the Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't rated or reviewed us yet, please do. And if you'd like to send us a note or a question... You can email us at dtp at delisted.com, dtp at delisted.com. And next week, our episode will be a day late. A day late and a dollar short. Yes, but it will be there. So till next week. Bye. Bye.